Welcome back to the Into Greatness podcast with Jason and Jolene. I'm Jason. She's Jolene. Hello, Jolene. Hi. <laughs> we never did it that way before, <laughs> no. so I figured that's a good way to start it off. Normally, I give the silent wave. That's silent me. Wave. That's me. If we ever do video, which we threaten to do a lot, they'll uh, see you do that. Ow. Yeah. I just hit the mic, which is like the biggest <laughs> broadcasting faux pas ever next to going, um. Oh, I'm an ummer. Uh, I am too. Oh, okay. Count right. our ums in this episode, folks. Have a drink every time we um. <laughs> <laughs> Turn it into a drinking game. It'll be great. I'll burp every time you drink. <laughs> this week, we're talking alignment. And no, not the alignment you get on your car. We're talking spiritual alignment. Where are you aligned in life? Are you satisfied with where you're aligned in life? Do you resent where you are in life? Do you feel contentment? A whole bunch of words we've already used on this show a lot over the last 39, 40 episodes. Oh my gosh, yeah. So it's like the culmination of things. Um, but I think, okay, have there been a point in your life, Julian, where you didn't feel you were where you were supposed to be? Usually I, okay, I'm, <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> yes and no, because actually the only thing my head is stuck on right now is for all you mechanics out there, this is very similar to car alignment because when you need an alignment your wheels are not wearing properly on each side your car is off balance so if that is what you need to imagine while we talk about this because the rest of it sounds greek think about that so for all of you folks out there who can really identify with the car analogy of alignment start there okay that's yeah. what that's actually what i need to preface with okay, so yes there have been times in my life where i have not felt like i'm where i was meant to be but what was like key defining pieces of my life and whether I could live my life um, with more satisfaction, joy, less resentment, jealousy, bitterness, passive aggressive behavior. I have huge chunks of my life I can think of where I was in the wrong place. I was out of alignment. I was not listening to the things that were happening within me and around me. But I was so fucking committed to what I wanted to happen, regardless of what was happening around me, that um, I I felt resentful. I felt all of those things. The key is going, this isn't where I need to be. It's not where I want to be. But for now, it is where I am. And I will find my way out of it. I will work this job for another year until this, 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 and this. Or I am doing this on the side until it opens up the door for this. Ooh. It's that point of realization. Most people who come into my office living in this state of like, I've got everything. I've got the fence and the family and the this and the that and the, the house and the job. But I'm just so unhappy. And this is what a big part of my workshop is, is about finding that like, yeah, but are you aligned? Are you actually like driving on the proper highway are you going up north but saying you're going to toronto because that's going to feel really conflicting right if you're going up north and you need to change your plan you need to start telling yourself i'm going north instead of i'm going to toronto because that's the other thing when we're telling ourselves that our reality isn't what it is because we're just so committed to what that reality is going to be. Okay. So I think about um like my marriage being one of those. I think about my government job being um a, 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 a really great stepping point. I knew it wasn't where I was going to be long term. I I always I I always actually did feel like I was exactly where I needed to be there, even when it was hard and stuff, right? And it was like I just need to put in the time. I need to get my mat leaves before I go to private practice. I need to get my masters while I can still use benefits and this and that, all that stuff, right? So it was like 
You can tolerate the yuck if you know it's coming. Retirement conversations with people, the minute they pick a date, they stop resenting going to work the same way. They still resent it a bit, but once they pick that date, that is like freedom. Yeah, it's like it's all it's like in all those cop movies where it's like two weeks to retirement, then he gets shot. You know what I mean? But it, but that was like the cliche. But like they're, they're in all those movies, they were counting. Oh, I get to retire. You always knew the guy's two weeks or a month. Or totally whatever, right. And then he usually gets killed. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you guys have heard Jason and my stories. Like there's been a lot of different shifts and changes and movement here and there. Like we never, like we stayed in places for stages and times and stuff. But like you've had a lot of shifts too, right? Boatloads of them. People always say I'm the master at reinventing myself. Ah. Very cool. I like that. So how aligned did you feel at those times? Really unaligned. And it was, you know, it's funny. It's a recent thing. I haven't talked about this publicly outside of family. Here we uh, go, guys. <laughs> the, the work that Alicia and I have been doing, and it came up with a conversation with my wife, is that I realized, even like within the last month, that I really didn't like myself. Ah. But it was also because I didn't partly know myself, having yeah. been adopted, but growing up in a different family, you know, and in a very different world than now. Did a lot of things I felt I should have as opposed to wanting to. And even my journalism career was based more on, I just wanted to get paid to write. I didn't really give a fuck about the community, which, mm-hmm. sorry, guys. You know what I mean? That yeah. wasn't my thing. But so it's doing a bunch of stuff that I thought I should have, or that was in the service of something else without knowing who I was at the same time. And it's only and now that we're working on this, it's kind of figuring that out. It's a lot of stuff we talked about, about like just sort of just letting go of expectation, not arguing with the situation you're in, just kind of letting things roll. But that realization wasn't a bummer. It was kind of like, oh, that's been wrong. Because it was the same thing. I got like, you know, I'm semi-retired. I do the work I do is what I've always wanted to do. You know, I've got the wife, I got the kid, I got the house. I can set my own schedule. We've got enough money to get by, but uh, but there's still something wrong, mm. right? And it was just I didn't really know myself or like myself, and because I didn't know myself, that's partly why I didn't like myself because it's just like, what's wrong? Totally. Right? Yeah, it felt out of alignment. Like yeah. you were on the shoulder of the road, not quite like not in quite the middle. In yeah, where especially where those bumps are. That yeah, wake the, the, up, the, wake the, up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's exactly it. It was exactly it. it was like when you go over a washboard. Yes. Right. And for me, like a lot of it is like what parts of my life, like I made my life happen regardless of how hard the environment was. But it was like, when I go back and look, I'm like, fuck, it was way harder than it needed to be sometimes. Right. Oh, hugely. Yeah. And that's where like, it always felt like sometimes I was walking uphill and then you're looking and you're like, why does everyone else not get the same kind of challenges and this and that? Like I help people through this regularly in my office and it's not just a mindset shift, right? It truly is an acknowledgement, a validation of so many things that lead up to what that is. But the biggest highlight of it is it's like, because you've taken the side road, it's not as smooth. It's a little darker. There's less support. It's less, there's less clarity. It's going to be a little bit more winding roads. You might have to blaze your own trail. Like ask yourself, does it have to be this hard? And what is standing in my way of that? Go back to all of our episodes and you can easily add them all up. There's a lack of prioritization of self, which means there's probably a lack of boundaries. You're saying yes to things you don't want to. You're picking careers that you should instead of what you want, right? Um, You are, I remember wanting to be a hairdresser as a kid and my mom saying, don't waste your brains, right? And I'm grateful that she did. But it was also that like, yeah, but that was what would make me happy at the time, right? Should you not do something that makes you happy as opposed to Totally. Yeah. And I'm very grateful to, to be doing what I'm doing. And even when I worked in government, right, it was like, 
but you have the best job with the pension and the sick benefits and two oh, weeks God. of vacation. Like, tease me with days off, really? Like, fuck. It's so crazy what we so buy much. into, though. Yeah. But that's, that is one of the biggest ones. When you said I picked, you know, I just wanted to write. I didn't care who it was for. I just wanted to nurse. I just wanted to be a social worker. I just wanted to be an electrician. You know how many people I support that work up at the mine that feel like they've left a part of their soul there? Like, mm-hmm. it really is. It's like you become a slave to the dollar. The You know, the camp workers, you become a slave to this, like, like, but it's this, right? So, you know, if we talk about fear and overcoming fear, like in the other episode, when people come into alignment, when they hop off the road that they're on to hit the freeway, and I say freeway because when people are in alignment with their soul's purpose, with what they are really lit up and meant here to do, um, and there's lots of ways that looks, you guys. It's not always running a podcast or making these big flashy things, like being the right person at the right time in the right place is a lot of that soul's purpose for other people, right? Maybe you were the the maybe you're the corner store worker who um changes all those kids' lives when they come at lunchtime. Like yeah, I remember I fucking remember yeah. those people, the bus drivers, the you know, I think of that uh um uh, uh, where the crawdads sing, okay, yeah, right? Yeah. So the guy who owned the little shop that would like do the trades with the girl, yeah. like, you know, all of those seemingly insignificant people are incredibly insignificant or incredibly significant people. So it's not about how big and how many people you reach. It's how you reach and what you do, how you matter. You're sold that it should be this big thing. Yes. You need to be like the Hollywood superstar and they're, or the yes. recording, you know, best, best, whatever it is, best selling author, yeah. or like top selling musician or, you know. So, so many people who follow their path where they're like inner, you know, intuition, their guidance, they're nudged in the strongest ways. It comes with the biggest sacrifice. You're actually giving up the flashy. You're picking the less flashy route typically. And it becomes flashy because everything in our life becomes more abundant when we make decisions aligned for us that are meant for us. All of a sudden that freeway lights up. It's smooth. You've got multiple lanes and you've got resources galore. There are gas stations on the side of the road. When I made a decision to change my life a few years ago, I doubted it every single day. But I remembered it was so much easier than every other struggle that had led up to that point. And that flow reminded me that it was the right decision. And I got an abundant caseload and I got creative ideas and I had things like this come into my lap. And I just kept getting fucking cheerleaded on to be like, keep doing this. Keep doing this. Because it's terrifying to be a single mom of three kids and literally stop building the dream you had been committed to building regardless of the pain it caused. Oh yeah, that'd be terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. But even when I moved into private practice, so much of that was based around my childcare, how much it was costing, how minimally it was available. I finally was able to get in and I got my kids into like two days of childcare because my twins didn't have a spot. And I was like, well, I'm working five days a week, can't do that. So I'll quit my job and finally make the move to private and I'll work two days a week and still bring in more money than I was working full-time, paying full-time, right? So all of those things, but they all add up and they were all little steps along the way that like got me to where I am. And it's funny because I very much feel aligned and I very much feel like I'm doing what I need to do. But you ask me in another three years and I could be doing something very different than this. I never imagined I was going to be doing all of this three years ago. I just knew the next city I would be in. I'm traveling across Canada and I just knew I was going from Kamloops to Chase. I knew some point I'd end up on the East Coast, but I was like one city at a time. So if I'm in Manitoba right now or Saskatchewan, I'm not going to 
judge myself for not being at the end stage. I'm going to accept that that's where I am. And it might be a little boring because it's prairie-ish and it might not be what I was looking for and what I'm going towards. But it's like, well, duh, because this is where you are. So I did that in my marriage at times. It was like, well, this isn't what it's supposed to be, but it's what it needs to be right now. Right? Yeah, no, exa- exactly. And there's a bit of acceptance that comes into that that play. Yeah. Right? It doesn't mean you're selling out. Nope. That's, I think, a lot of people seem to think. And that's where I got stuck. I have a huge problem with acceptance. Because um, it always feels in certain situations like you're giving up or you're selling out. You know, my grandpa would always say, why settle for second best when you can shoot for the gold every time? But there are steps you got to take to get to that gold. Like, no one just goes from being an elementary school snowboarder to, like, the Winter Olympics. Yeah. There's stages to take along the way. Totally. And it's about like how hard you're working during those times. So we could be swimming downstream and I can swim with the stream and try really hard or I can just like let the stream do the job and I'm still going to get to the end place. Maybe more patience. And most of the time, many of these situations require patience. Actually, when we get these ideas, we want big, fast, rapid movements, which often will propel us. And they, I'm clapping my hands there, guys, (laughs) propelling us. Um, But they will send us, they'll rocket us. And we'll ride in that for a little while because we need abrupt shakeup in our lives for us to really make some of these big decisions. So we ride that wave for a little while with the internal um, activation. I really believe it's a big activation for people. And then the environment starts to propel that and keeps keeps you moving. It keeps pushing you. And then you'll kind of settle into that like new stage. Like, okay, I did the big scary thing and now I'm here and now I can kind of put my feet down and go like, what the fuck just happened? And <laughs> how did I do that? Like I've reflected multiple times over the last three years, like how did all that happen, right? Because we need that extra support during that time. But then there's going to be times where it's like, nope, I got to sit in this for a bit. Nope, things are not going to budge. And I really leaned into that through a lot of life decisions and stuff. I look back and like where there is resistance, it's like, okay, time to reflect. If I keep pushing, keep pushing, there's some reason why. Like, And then you just realize, oh, I'm way less resentful when I'm not pushing against that. It doesn't hurt so bad. I'm not walking around feeling like I'm in a hurry. Like, have you ever been stuck in traffic and like been so angry behind the wheel? You can either like chill to music or be a dickhead. Your car's still in the same spot. Change your experience. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's a that's a hard thing to learn. Yeah. But it's once you kind of do, it's like, what's that old saying? Whatever is the reality in your mind is the reality outside. Mm, yep. Right? So if you're... And I know it applies to almost any place in life. Like I have a friend of mine who's my age, single, you know, no kids, dishwasher, only makes so much money. But it, and he, if I only want to make fifty thousand, but it's like, well, dude, if if you're happy, yes, as the dishwasher in an apartment with totally, no who gives a shit that you are in alignment with you're where alignment. you're at? Yeah, just be happy with that. But if you're not change it. That's the difference. If you're not happy with it and it's negatively impacting you, then explore that and shift into that. Sometimes actually with that, and I'm not accusing this person of that, but I, I, I do see this often. People purposely set the bar low. Mm-hmm. They set the bar low. They don't set those goals for themselves. They don't, you know, then then they don't have to fail. And that becomes actually the issue of like the fear of failure. And, yeah. and we're all 
guilty of that for sure, right? I mean, that's one of the biggest things we intentionally have to work towards, right? And really, success doesn't come without a shitload of failures. Lots. You learn from your failures. Lots, yeah. I mean, we talk mostly about our failures here, but we don't actually talk about them as failures. We're like, oh, fuck, that one time that this happened. I learned from this, though, and I did that instead, right? Dyslexia, bullying, death, all of these pieces, right? Like, those are essentially ways that life in itself has failed us in some ways. But, like, yeah, that's not how we're talking about it on the other side. However, it wasn't always like that, guys. Like, I've talked about that in some of those other episodes around satisfaction, right? Like, um, my life wasn't always with this mindset, right? Like, when I was not aligned, it was really difficult for me to think differently. And actually, that was one of the big reasons I came out of that being like, I don't like the person I had to become to tolerate this any longer. Like, to be here, I had to change and shift so much of myself that I didn't like the person I had became. To survive in that right and it becomes like an ecosystem kind of survival state right so with that comes like again inability to probably watch other people's successes sometimes i can think you know there was quite a few of us that were planning weddings at the same time and i remember just feeling so conflicted that everyone had these big wonderful families and like there was this resistance from another family being like well we don't really care all that much we don't really like you that much you know things like that and like there's things that you're just like um, the, the experience in there becomes harder and harder to find joy in, to find content in, easier to have resentment, easier to not have your needs met. And it just, it literally snowballs into that. And a lot of people that come into my office are in that place. Yeah. Oh, and I, I know that place very well. <laughs> you do. You right. get what I'm saying. And I think well. yeah, everybody yeah. listening, like, be so fucking honest with yourself, guys, right? Because, like, years of my life, I mean, you wouldn't have seen it on the outside. I was happy at work. I was this and that. But then you would. Like, you could easily, people could probably, my close friends would pinpoint, like, yeah, I totally remember, like, that stage and this and that. And, again, just recognizing, like, it's it's the way you're navigating through life at that time. But be really honest with yourself about where you're feeling out of alignment based on how much you complain, how much everything around you impacts you. That's a big one, right? Yeah, if you're kind of in the right alignment or content with yourself, shit could be going on all around you. Totally. You don't really care. It doesn't matter. Yes. It does not matter. Like, and then you don't get, like I always like to think the people that get caught up in, and we're going to do an episode on this, like they get caught up in all this woke culture, or it doesn't matter what, politics, anything around them, yeah. that kind of let, and it rules their life. They're not happy with who they are and they might not even know who they are. Yeah. And it's distraction. It's no different than Tiger King. It's no different than all of these things where it's like, let's distract people away from where they have the most control, which is internally. If we have an internal locus of control, like a high locus of control where we are able to have the most authority over our experience of the world, then we are all walking around as powerful beings. But the farther we can keep people from that, the more control something else has over us right like that's really what it comes down to is like so much of our lives are either controlled by the things around us or controlled by us and when people can start to make that shift and it's so beautiful when people make that shift you guys and it's a lot of work because they come to me because their spouse is pissing them off or they come to me because they fucking hate their job and it is about the job but it ain't not about the job it's about all the fucking 39 episodes that came before this one, you guys. It is. Well, I got I got a quote. Okay. Because I have this stoic calendar with quotes every day. You have so many calendars it's around a, here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this one's about don't unintentionally hand over your freedom. And it's an Epictetus quote. 
If a person gave away your body to some passerby, you'd be furious. Depends on who it is. <laughs> yet, yet you hand over your mind to anyone who comes along. So they may abuse you, leaving it disturbed and troubled. Have you no shame in that? Boom. It's so true. It's incredibly true. One of the uh, benefits I liked about COVID when I was going through some of those major life decisions of mine is I had nobody to talk to. So I didn't have my colleagues to talk to. And those are the people we see most often. They, they, I remember my old job. They would hear all the daily goings on sometime just as like lunchroom talk or whatever, right? I had nobody to talk to for months through COVID because I was the only person going into the office. Everyone was else was working from home. It gave me so much mental clarity. I am such an extrovert. I was forced to be introverted and I made every single decision about that life change by myself. My mom was one of the few people I was running things past, which again, when you look at intergenerational trauma and the things that you are healing from ancestral patterns, that was a trip. I love you, mom, but it is, right? Because a lot of the things I was healing were things that I had learned and all of those other things, right? So it was a beautiful process, but I really didn't share that experience with anybody else. And when I did, it was so interesting what was met with fear. I can think of a few like neighbors that I would chat with and they were like, well, it's just the way it is or there's this or yeah, but. And I was like, no, I have so much fucking clarity around this decision. Mm -hmm. I can't let anything sway me. I can't let anything sway me. That's like the boxer in the ring and someone saying like, I don't know, does that guy looks pretty big? You're like, do not place an yep. ounce of fucking doubt None. in my mind right now. I've lost right out the gate. And that's where I was. And I had so much mental clarity because I did not have anyone else's input. And I very easily would have taken other people's input during that very scary time of my life. So that was really important through COVID. I liked that. Um, we had less accessibility, but then what did we do? We started like feeding people's minds if they were allowing it if they didn't boundary it if they didn't keep their world small i kept my world so fucking small Same. tiny i still do my world is yeah. very very small yeah yeah which yeah. I, I prefer it that way i do too yeah i do i don't even actually like i don't check the news i'm sorry the rest of the world if you've had an earthquake i didn't know about turkey a while ago like i was like i'm sorry but I want to make sure I don't miss fucking theme day at school at this point for my kids, right? <laughs> that's like more, that's my small that, world. That's way more important. It is. It it's, is. And some people will tell you, no, no, you got to care about Turkey and you got to care about what's going on in Ukraine. You got no, actually, you really don't. Like it, it has nothing to do with you. It doesn't. Where I care about it is that there are other human beings and they're suffering, but I accept I have no control None. over that in my daily life, but I will be the best human I can be. And I can hope that my content that I do provide as a service work somehow hits the right people that might then impact them. But yeah. I also recognize I cannot get stressed out and change how managed my life is here to add more chaos to the world. Yeah. I will do my part to live my best life. And that's the best thing you can do. Right. You know, I don't even, it's, some people are like, aren't you, you know, your uncle's got this going on. Aren't you worried about it? No. It's going to impact me eventually. eventually. I know I, I exactly. But right. I'm not worried about it because I can't do anything about it. But there it. are so many people that take all those and they yeah. are like, yeah, but my friend's neighbor just went through this. And I was like, and how does that impact and you? you? Know but it fully is, right? Yeah. And a lot of times that is how do we distract people away from having control over their own lives? How do we help them feel more out of control? 
by giving them more shit that they feel like is an impact on them or feeds the negative cognitions. That's actually a big piece of trauma is we hold these negative cognitions. Uh, I'm not good enough. I'm in danger. I don't have control. So then our brains go around looking for evidence of that everywhere. So that would be a perfect example of I'm not in control. Tragedy strikes when you least expect it. Whatever these little statements be that people carry and they go around looking for all the fucking evidence of it. Right. And that is what our brains do. Yep. And it's a it's a way to not deal with your own shit. Yeah. And it's also the way they're wired. It's yep. like if you yep. didn't go to the dentist, you would have a shitload of plaque on your teeth every year. And if you hadn't done that for 40 years. So if you haven't been to some kind of processing and therapy and really looked at these things, you got a lot of plaque on your brain and your emotional systems and your nervous system. Like that's just it. What it, it, it is, what it is. Yep. So what's the takeaway? The takeaway, I know. So really, you can look at all of the episodes before this and really be like, where do all of them help lead me into alignment? And I actually think you guys could reflect back. We started this back in July 26th was our launch date, wasn't it? I believe it it was. I think it was. Um, So since July 26th or whenever you picked us up, we have been feeding you with little pieces of awareness and lots of information, lots of information that has probably helped you inadvertently or like directly make changes in your life intentionally or unintentionally and through that I want you to think about how much closer that's moved you to your freeway or how much it's extended the freeway for you if you were already felt like you were on it right and we're always going to take um, um, exits and different things like that to different freeways, right? And different interstates. But essentially, how has your awareness and your your intentional shift into all those directions leaned you more towards alignment? And where are you noticing that? And I'll tell you, where are the people around you noticing that, right? Do your kids see you being more present? Does your boss see you being, you know, more productive at work and just like happier in general? Um, is your partner uh, behaving a certain way? Are you performing better in your uh, sports or extracurriculars that you're doing? Are you prioritizing those things more? Do you experience more joy? What does your social network say about you? What does your bank account say? My bank account tells me when I'm in alignment or not because money and love operate at the same frequency. And when I am like living from a place of love and doing what I love to do and I'm passionate about, the money rolls in, you guys. It's no joke. And that also started happening for me as I very intentionally moved closer towards alignment. I believe I was always moving towards that direction. I was just taking different roads there. And some of them were a little harder, right? Yeah, there's no wasted effort on that path, right? It's all a learning experience, as long as you choose to learn from it. Yeah, exactly, right? So just nudge yourself closer to the interstate. Check what your little points of reference are on that, right? And like really sit and be honest with yourself and be like, but what is that thing I really want to (laughs) do? And that's why people have side gigs nowadays. Yep. That's why people do these fun things on the side because it's actually the one that lights them up, right? Um, and sometimes they will, most of the time, they'll make the agreement that they'll stick out the shit job so that they can eventually do that when they retire. And that's just the way life is arranged and that's the way it needs to be. And then sometimes people take a leap. They give it a shot and go like, actually, this is. Or things happen like people get fired or laid off and they're forced to take that yep. shot now, which is so cool when that happens. Yeah, instead of just going, oh, I'm just going to find another dead end job. They go, well, you know what? Fuck this. This I'm is my it. chance. Yeah, this, this is, is my chance. I would have never quit this job had that not have happened. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Awesome. So much good material for everybody out there once again. We'll be back next week with your next favorite episode of the Integrateness Podcast with Jason and Jolene. Until then, I'm Jason. I'm Jolene. Talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.